0: Brittany here with The Wayward Lasses, reminding you to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all the things. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Come on, what are you waiting for? Did you do it yet?
1: Okay, let's start the show. Sometimes when you're on social media and you see someone that may be doing the exact same thing that you're doing, uh, well, just remember that there's like... Ten or fifteen different brands of bread on the shelf. So just because you're doing the same thing, there's always something that's going to uniquely set you apart from someone else. So don't let that intimidate you. But if you see that someone may have a, uh, may be stronger in an area that you are not stronger in, it's nothing wrong with reaching out to them to see if they're open to, um, you know, be able to mentor you or maybe share some helpful tips.
0: Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All The Things Podcast. Real content encouraging. for real women. Affirming. Loving.
2: Every age and stage of life.
0: Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All The Things Podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. Hello, sister, our mother, Amy. Hello, ladies. Hello, and our very special guest for this evening, Journay Webb. Hey, hey. Hey, Hey. Uh, sorry, we break out into accents sometimes. We always forget to go it beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to hop into Janae's story today. She is actually the owner of two businesses, the owner of Polaroid Travels, which is a travel agency, and Divinity Doula, a postpartum doula um, business that she has. So before we hop into her story and all the things about her, mom is going to start us off with some trivia. So mother, go ahead.
2: Oh, right. So I know, Jone, you said you didn't really have a preference in terms of trivia because you said you're terrible at trivia, but take comfort (laughs) in knowing that we're not as good in trivia as well. Okay. So (laughs) in honor of your travel agency business, I figured I would do some travel destination trivia. Um, Unfortunately, it is not... A multiple choice it is you have to know the answer so oh good luck my. ladies um <laughs> i i have a few here let's see how you do it'll determine whether i do more or less uh all right so where did the bungee jumping originate i'm looking for a city and country
1: Ooh. um hmm I'm thinking maybe somewhere international. I just don't think it's a U.S. thing.
2: You are correct there.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, (laughs) Now I'm thinking like where. I'm I'm thinking somewhere tropical with like mountains and somewhere they can like zipline and stuff. I don't know. I'm just going to throw out uh, Belize. Can we get a a
0: continent?
2: If I give you the continents, it's really like kind of the answer, I guess. So Australia, <laughs> Sydney, Australia. I say kinda.
0: Antarctica. Courtney was on the
2: right track. Oh,
0: okay. I only know forty-two Wallaby Way, Sydney, Australia.
3: I know Sydney. So What's the other one that everybody always says wrong?
0: I forgot Now, remember,
3: it. I said kind of. Kind of. Uh,
0: New Zealand.
3: Oh, look at that face. What's the country? I have no idea. I mean, the city. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I don't know any New Zealand uh, cities.
3: All right, Ma, we ring the bell.
2: It's Auckland, New Zealand. Oh. Auckland, oh, where FIFA World Cup will be held this year. Oh, oh. nice. What? Yes. All family. right. Uh which is the friendliest city in the world? I did not get this one.
0: Oh, I literally the friendliest just saw city. I
1: like
2: that a few weeks ago. Um, I'll oh give you a hint. Nowhere in the U.S. <laughs>
1: it's not. It's not in the U.S. Oh my gosh, where is it? Um, oh gosh, I just saw that too. Uh, Denmark. Denmark. That's a good guess. <sighs> ladies um
0: the friendliest city yeah is it in south america no
2: our northern neighbor okay Canada, uh, looking for a city in quebec ontario, ontario. i know this these two were hard these yeah yeah <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's just move what was on. What's the answer? <laughs> Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. All right.
2: These ones should be easier. Okay. What is the most common item forgotten when packing for a vacation? Charger. Phone yes.
3: Phone. I found oh. charger.
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. Ah, which country covers the most time zones on the planet? Hmm. Canada, the United States, or Russia? Jen mm. I got this one wrong. I
1: don't know. It
2: is France. What? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Hana, right? That's interesting. <laughs> I got this one right. Which country is unknowingly famous for being larger than the dwarf planet Pluto?
1: Oh, I definitely don't. Russia?
2: Russia. Russia! Russia is bigger than Pluto? (laughs) Wow. That is correct. All right, we'll do a few more. What is the only living structure visible from space?
3: Living structure. Are mountains alive?
0: (laughs) The hills are alive. The hills are alive
3: with the sound of music. That is very true. So if the
0: hills are alive, the mountains are alive.
2: Living structure. structure, Yeah, Yeah, I guessed a non living structure, so
0: I got that wrong. Having a real hard time with a living structure. Right.
2: (laughs) Like really getting you guys to think this late at night. Yeah. <clears throat> living
0: structure. Living structure. Are our mountains considered living? No. Oh they, no. Huh. I don't so know. Volcano I don't know. is that considered living? Sure. But it's not correct. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know.
3: Anybody? It's like a tree. Is there a large tree that we don't
0: know? <laughs> 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 it's kind of on the right path. Okay, is it the Amazon forest? Rainforest. Rainforest. It's kind of on the right path. Okay. I don't know. I'm out. All (laughs) right.
2: It's the Great Barrier Reef. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. A couple more, a couple more. This one I got. (laughs) What and where is the highest point in the world?
0: Mount Everest.
2: Where?
3: Nepal, Nepal, no. country. country. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> don't play
2: this live. This is terrible. <laughs> Why well, you got three of the two of the three. Um, is
0: Nepal, um, not
2: a country? Golden Child. Remember
0: Golden Child? Where he went? Can we have the first letter of the country? All right, T. R I T.
2: T, I said, all right, T, Taiwan. T, Thailand. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking in my head. T-
1: Tunisia. <laughs> yeah. Turkey. And I'm just going
2: gonna, gonna <laughs> to give it to
0: you.
2: <laughs> Tibet. Tibet. Oh. I knew that. Oh. <laughs> my gosh, no one listened <laughs> to this. My husband would literally be so embarrassed of me. All right, you guys get to redeem yourselves here. Come on. Which state in the US is the only one is only one syllable long?
0: What state? Yep. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona,
3: Arkansas.
0: Maine. Maine. Oh, that would have taken me
3: a while to get to the M's. To the M's. Alabama, Alaska,
0: Arizona, Arkansas. All All right, right,
3: two more
2: ladies. What country covers five time zones, but only operates on one? Bonus points if you can name the specific time zone, they go by Russia. Hmm.
1: Five times.
2: We keep coming back to Russia. <laughs> Canada.
3: There is a country just as big as Russia.
0: Canada.
3: China. China. And China goes on, I don't know, Pacific time. Oh, there's an animal. Which one it is? Beijing. Beijing. Huh. Beijing. Okay. All right. What's the time one. what's the time zone? Beijing, Beijing time zone. Oh, that's the name of the time zone, Beijing. Yeah.
2: Oh well, <laughs> Beijing time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last one. I'm looking the at longest, the world. The longest boardwalk in the world exists in this city
0: and state. Santa Barbara, California.
1: The longest boardwalk. No? I was kind of thinking Cali as well. Is it California? You're on the wrong
0: coast. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Huh. Somewhere beachy. Is it up north? Okay. Right.
2: Can... Mid-Atlantic
0: is it <laughs> is it in Wait. virginia
3: no i don't think we know yeah all right you want
2: know. the answer yeah yes. atlantic city really jersey the longest boardwalk in the- are you sure is that still out there? Yes, that, that is nice. not the
0: mid north that is the north i was gonna say jersey. i said
2: mid-atlantic no it's not like new
0: york and then New York and all that that's New all Hampshire, north. Connecticut. New Jersey is north. Maine. Okay. Sorry. Ah. With the all right, here, here,
2: here. Court. Oh. This is for you then. <laughs> Last one. I knew this one. Next to Warsaw, which city has the highest Polish population in the world?
3: Krakow. 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 Well, that's do you a say? given.
2: That's Poland.
3: <laughs> I would think you'd have Polish people in Krakow. Wait, what did you what
2: was the question? Next to Warsaw, yeah, which city has the highest Polish
3: population
0: oh, in the world?
3: I thought you said, okay, never mind.
0: Really I'm
2: trying to find answers that you guys would get. Mom, these are all really hard. Chicago? Um,
3: I'm so, Chicago! She got it! Yes. Chicago? Really? Chicago, yes. Illinois, lots of Polish
1: people. Like every okay. other
3: friend of mine was a Polak. Sorry,
2: that's wrong. Polish person. Oh,
1: Polish. <laughs> me. Listen, listen
2: me. <laughs> All right. Okay, Mom, All right, we're, doing, we're done. Thank it. you
0: for the trivia.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys said you wanted me to do it, so they, so Jone, When I do trivia, they usually roll their eyes because mine's like so boring. Where Courtney and Brittany have like fun trivia,
0: oh. <laughs> like finish
3: the lyric. <laughs> <laughs> fun games. All, All right.
0: Okay, let's go oh, ahead boy. and hop into your story. Janae, could you briefly introduce yourself to our audience for those of us yes. who don't know you?
1: Absolutely. So uh, my name is Janae. I reside in South Carolina. Um, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a mom of two. And uh, i trying to think of like a fun fact. Um I listen to all kinds of music. Like there's no genre that's that's off limits. As long as I can vibe to it, I listen to it. So I love I music. That. I'm mm-hmm. the same way when I it comes to music. music. And mm-hmm. is that your animal that I hear? Yes, she decides to show out once I get on the call. Oh. She's always. A so she looks like uh the dog off a lady in the tramp Aww. with the Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, she wants to cut up. She's like, "What are you doing in here? Why, why am I not out and roaming around and getting?" So yeah.
0: yeah so then eventually, I'll have cat paws coming from under the door, trying to
3: get into uh-huh. the room. Yeah, so. But um, I wanted to add in there, fun fact for our listeners: how we met Journay was Jernay, so yes. fun. We met yes. on a, I guess, a yoga. What was it? A yoga horse horseback riding back, right? retreat of sorts.
1: Mixture. <laughs> and so
3: Carrie, hosted by, who yes. hosted, Carrie Halshue, who hosted that event, was on our podcast. She was like the our first, first guest. guest. Our very first guest on the podcast was Carrie. And uh, so she invited us to come and we went, we did yoga in the woods, horseback riding, so much fun. And we met Journey there. And uh, yeah, now here we are.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was fun. Was it was a fun experience. Fun definitely, definitely different what was the cowboy's name i forgot his name was it jeff cowboy jeff and he was singing up okay. a storm he was yodeling he was
1: yodeling <laughs> <laughs> he got it he got he it i've definitely... never heard someone yodel so well in person <laughs> on a horse on a horse on a horse,
3: on a horse. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: it was
1: great that was it was
3: a lot of fun <laughs>
1: There's okay.
0: One. So I want to hop into, because you, you have two businesses. Do you have a preference mm-hmm. of which one we hop into first? No. Okay. So let's go ahead and hop into uh, divinity doula. Cause we actually had somebody on here that was a doula. And so we kind of actually know what a doula is now, whereas before we had no idea. Um, but can you kind of uh, talk to us about how you came across just starting this business and kind of walk us through that process for you and why you got
1: into it? Mm -hmm. Well, there are different types of doulas. So there's birth doulas, death doulas, um, you name it. So I specialize in postpartum. So that's specifically the time frame, um, usually the first four to eight weeks after birth. A lot of people confuse postpartum doula and they jump right into postpartum depression, but that's not what the postpartum Definition is, or exactly what it means. So it, it means specifically that first four to eight weeks, like post baby, um, so or post birth. And so, what inspired me to really get into that is just my own postpartum experience with my uh, my oldest, my firstborn. I didn't realize that I was experiencing postpartum depression until I started learning more about it. Um, And I just thought, how cool would it be to be a mom helper to come in and help this new family uh, transition into parenthood, whether it's your first time or your fifth time, and just make the process easier for you. Um, So I come in and I do uh, light cleaning. Um, I'm preparing meals for mom that um, um, help with breastfeeding. So it helps generate um, milk and things like that. Um, And then it's also uh, focusing on her body recovering and healing, whether that be a C-section or if she had like a natural birth. So I'm coming and I'm doing all of that. And I'm also helping with sibling care and adjustment. So sometimes the older siblings are like, who is this person that's taking up all the space now? It used to just be me. So I'm helping come in and I'm spending time with Um, Either the baby so that you can have some time with your oldest or I'm spending time with the oldest and allowing you to bond with baby. So there's so many different, I could name a thousand different things that I do, but overall it's coming in and and lending a helping hand where I can.
3: I really love this. I wish I would have thought of this, um, hiring a postpartum doula after my babies. I have three. And I think that there's so much... um, focus on pregnancy, which rightfully so, and your birth plan. Um, but I don't often hear options or people talk about the postpartum recovery or postpartum is limited to like the first 48 hours in the hospital. And then like, you're on your own. Good luck. <laughs> <Have> fun. <laughs> I, with, yeah. I, with my first child, he was in the NICU for six weeks. So I didn't even... Um, get to experience any of that. And then when my second one came along, I didn't know what to do because I didn't get to experience with the first one. So um, Mm -hmm. having someone like you around would have been so helpful. I love that you do that. It's very unique. And I've actually never heard of a postpartum doula, but I think it's, um, wow, it's amazing. That's so cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I help with so many different things. So even once you get home, if you're um, having issues with breastfeeding, if baby doesn't want to latch, then I'm there for lactation support as well. And I could, literally ask my moms when I come in, hey, is there something that you need today? Because I could come in and each visit looks different. So I could come in today and you had zero sleep last night. So I'm going to take care of baby while you take a nap, you know, for three or four hours if that's what you choose. Or, you know, if it's towards the end of your postpartum period, I've even had parents like, hey, can you keep an eye on the baby? We want to go out for a date. And I'm all for that because you don't want to mm-hmm. lose that bond between you and your mm-hmm. partner because you've been fo- so focused on, you know, adjusting to having a newborn. So the the um the things that I offer. Is limitless and it just boils down to cu- a customizable plan to what you and your partner may need during that time.
2: So, just out of curiosity, how long has the doula profession been around? Because, like Courtney said, she wished she knew it was around when she, when her kids were young, and I don't even recall knowing about that when they were little. So, do you have? any idea how long the doula profession has been around or was it called something different and then That's the what I was to say. yeah it
1: depends on your perspective and culture because culturally most cultures outside of the united states already have that support system so mm-hmm. when um because that, that was part of my studies and so like in different cultures once baby gets here you you'll, you'll notice that um mom moves in and sister moves in and the aunt moves in and they're all here lending this helping hand. You've got someone that's cleaning, you've got someone that's cooking the meals and they just come together and have that support. So unfortunately you don't see that as much here in the US. Um, things are different. I currently have a client from Germany, right? And she just moved here. And one of the things she told me is they get two years off in Germany when they have a baby. Talk about a culture shock. I'm like, you get what? Two years of what? (laughs) Um, So it's just completely different here. Most people are having to go right back to work. And that's a lot. Well, one of the main reasons why I'm called in because dad has to go back to work after a couple of weeks. And so, you know, and and mom works for like the mom's mom is working full time. So she might have only been able to come and visit for a week. And so I'm coming in and we're putting together this plan like, hey, do you have any friends that would be interested in a meal train? You know, mm-hmm. who do you have and how can they support you? Can mom show up this week and then, you know, your sister or your cousin show up the following week? And then if you still need me, then where, what days do you need me in? So it's not just all about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I like to put together a plan and see how we can pull this support system in and how they can help you during this time? And then if you still need me, where can I fit in that? Wow. That's such a,
0: a great like summary of what that all entails. Um, and I, I just love that you do this. Maybe one day if I have a baby.
1: <laughs> a
3: baby. A baby. A baby. I can't even say the word. A baby. <laughs> a baby.
0: So I just wanted to clarify uh, for maybe some people who are confused because you had briefly mentioned it before. Every time I hear postpartum, I always hear depression right after it. So postpartum is just the time after having your child. And yes. so, so you all, you're going to help in that time period, regardless, maybe if the depression is involved.
1: Absolutely. So when I was certified, part of my training was recognizing the different signs of postpartum depression. So, and a lot of people don't even realize the depression could be based off of just your birth experience you mentioned earlier something about a birth plan and that's very real. So what if your birth plan and your idea in your mind is I'm gonna have this natural water birth and um, you know, I'm not gonna get an epidural and blah, blah, blah. And the next thing you know, you're having to go in for an emergency C-section that can play a major role on just how you feel those weeks to follow. Um, and then sometimes it could be like in my case, um, my first, I was about 21. None of my friends had babies. Mm -hmm. It was just me. So I wasn't getting the calls to like, let's hang out anymore. I was boring all of a sudden. So for me, it kind of felt like my life shifted Mm -hmm. and it almost felt like I was extremely lonely because I didn't have anyone that could relate to me at that particular time. So it's so many different ways that... Um, The postpartum timeframe can affect you. It could be that, you know, maybe you and your spouse aren't getting along or because sometimes dad doesn't understand exactly how to show up during that timeframe. And that's something else that I help with too is, Um, You know, if you're breastfeeding, I may say, hey, well, if you can pump a little extra today, let's store it in the refrigerator. So therefore, in the evening times when dad comes in, you know, from work, I'm just Mm -hmm. throwing out an example at eight, he can feed the baby and have some bonding Mm -hmm. time while you're able to take a shower. And, you know, so I'm helping bring those ideas to life that, you know, someone may not think about at all because you're overwhelmed, you're exhausted babies up every three hours. You're not thinking about that. You're not even thinking about what your next meal is going to be. And so that's where I come in at because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking for you during that time, essentially. I also feel like a lot of women uh, would be like, okay, that
0: I have to do it all on my own and maybe too afraid to ask for the help or not know how to voice what it is that they need and probably just end up getting frustrated because they need ABC and none of it's being provided.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially the moms that clean. Like I just, I just fussed at a client the other day because I came in and like the house is spotless and I'm like, how? (laughs) Like, why are you cleaning? Like, you leave this for me. I come in and I'm going to help tidy and clean up. You don't have to make sure that your house is on show mode because you're having a guest. I expect for the house to be messy when I walk in. So I know that you've been cleaning.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Brittany, I love that you said that, though, because I I feel as a mom of three that there is this cultural expectation to be super mom and do it all on your own. Mm I even think there's there's often that dad can't do anything, mom has to do it all, and I would love for that to change in our culture. I I, I would love for it to be the norm to have a postpartum doula, to yes. work with your family and your friends, to, to ask for that help. I think like as women in this country, I know I've experienced it, you feel like asking for help is weakness um, and, and some kind of weird proof that you're a bad mom. I can't do it by myself, and so therefore- I am not a capable mother. Um, I have felt those feelings, very, very real feelings several times. And I, I uh, love what you do. I, w- I would really love if, like I said, we could change that culture here to to make it the norm. No, you need to ask for help and get people involved and hire a, a postpartum doula. Um, I think it would be so, it would have been helpful for me. I wish I would have had. <laughs> I would have done that. But um, yeah, I, just, I love it. I love listening to all the stuff that you do. I'm like, it makes sense. It makes sense to have that support system. Like, why would you do it by yourself? You birthed yeah. a whole human being. Like, <laughs> right. you need help. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so funny because you touched
2: upon it earlier. We talked about it earlier about it depends on the culture that you come from. So I know for me, um, when I had my kids, my mother didn't work and my mother was there. I lived with her for a while and it was, okay, I'm tired. And she'd hear the baby Courtney at that time crying Mm -hmm. and she'd come into the room and just take Courtney. Like that was what she did, right? Mm -hmm. So I never got to experience the whole postpartum depression and I'm overwhelmed because my mother was always there. And I think, unfortunately, with the way that society is today, you don't have clusters of families living like on the same block. We often have to move where the job is. And so you find yourself oftentimes by yourself. And then you have that, well, I don't know. I don't want to ask anybody because I should be strong. Whereas if you had your family living on your block, they would just know, all right, Courtney needs help. She looks exhausted. Let's go over there. Let's help her. Let's put her dishes away. Let's make her food. And I think just unfortunately, again, that's just the way our culture is. So it's very hard for women to actually find that help. And I applaud you for getting into this profession because you recognize that there are women who are out there that need help. And I think that's just awesome what you do. I just wish that like more women, like I didn't know about it until we interviewed our first doula. So I just wish that there was more women who were aware that there's this type of help for them out there. Because I think if they did know that, then they wouldn't feel so stressed, overwhelmed and get depressed. Yeah.
1: And I agree. That's why I was really excited about this opportunity. Just it's not about like, oh, you know, someone finds me and hires me. No, it's about spreading awareness because there are Mm -hmm. doulas everywhere. And it's just that I hear that a lot that people aren't they don't know that there's such a thing as a postpartum doula. And so um, I love what I do. It's a very rewarding job. And I do get a lot of clients, both that live in-state, but uh, also those that are new to the state. So mm-hmm. to your point, sometimes they're moving because of the job or whatever the case may be. And so there's absolutely no family here. So that definitely plays a major um, difference. Yeah.
2: Just out of curiosity, though, is there an, uh, uh, an age range that you see that people are tending to lean on doulas more or is it varied? Like, Do you find more 20s or in your 30s or what are you seeing? I was just curious.
1: You know, if I'm being honest, I have yet to get a younger client in their Mm. early 20s. So yes, I would say uh, more so around like mid-20s and up. Um, And ironically, a lot of uh, second-time moms, I've had more second this is my second baby then this is my first okay um, but interesting enough my client from germany this is her first baby oh. but all of my other clients during this past year this is like their second or third okay. Interesting. so i think they realize like after you go through the first time and you're like experiencing I need this help. <laughs> roller coaster of, of emotions and you're like you know what do I do? <laughs> like, why, you know, because you know, there's so many there's different baby cries and you're trying to figure sure. out well, which cry is this cry. And, uh, you know, then you have colic and there's just all kind of different stuff that you can experience. And so it's always easier to just have an extra person. And yeah. I do overnight care as well. And I actually just, um, I'm in my last week of like a seven month contract of overnight care. Uh, wow. So this particular client really understood the value of the overnight care because both parents work full time jobs during the day, and she was like, "It's so helpful to have you here at night, so we know that someone is taking care of baby while yeah. we're actually able to be rested and function as adults throughout, you know, our day." Um, and then I was also able to help sleep train. <laughs> so <laughs> now that we're in our last week, baby sleep. or oh, they're twins. So oh, wow. But they are, i got them on the schedule and they sleep until about, um, from 11 until about 630 in the morning. Oh, nice. That's amazing. That's Um, awesome.
3: Going back to what we were saying before about people not knowing about doulas, I, one of the things we talked about with, um, another lady that we interviewed was the misconceptions that people have about doulas. Sometimes people don't seek it out because the name has a has a bit of a negative connotation. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever experienced that though. Have you ever experienced like um I know maybe sometimes people mix you up with a midwife or maybe um some people think that doulas are new age or there's some mysticism going on like I've heard all kinds of different uh things um that aren't true, that are very common misconceptions with doulas. Have you ever had uh, or experienced anything like that?
1: Um, This is my first time really hearing about that. Um, Hmm. uh, I would say I have had uh, some people ask me if I'm the same as a nanny, which in a postpartum scope, I'm very uh, similar to a nanny, yes, because I can provide just newborn care only if that's your preference. but. What separates me from a nanny is that I'm not just there for the baby. I'm also there for you. Right. Um, and then I'm certified as a newborn care specialist, and I can help with the sleep training and lactation support and all of the the, extra, the fun extras that, you know, just a nanny wouldn't do. Or uh, I, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say they wouldn't do, but it's not commonly known for that to be a part of the services that they provide or something that they've trained to do. Um, but other than that, now I have heard with birth doulas that there are common misconceptions of them being midwives. Mm -hmm. And I've often had people reach out to me asking me if I can be their doula. And I'm like, I'm not a birth doula. I'm just postpartum. Now I am looking into certifying as a birth doula, but it's something that I want to have. Uh, I want to do some shadowing with just to make sure it's something that I want to do. Um, yeah. But so when people reach out to me and ask, because I do offer a package that provides both the birth and postpartum support, and I partner with a birth doula to provide the services. But what I tell them is even if you want a birth doula, you know, there at your home birth, you still need a midwife because the midwife is um, certified. They normally can provide um, an extra step of services, like using the tools and what have you that a regular um, doula wouldn't be certified, I guess, or licensed to be able to provide that type of care. So there is right. a bit of a difference, especially in like how long midwives go to school. And mm-hmm. from my understanding, most of them are also nurses. So there's definitely a big difference between that. Got it, yeah.
0: hmm. Interesting. I've got a question for you. Um- <clears throat> Do you find that maybe more people reach out to you before they have the baby because they've been researching? Um, or or do you maybe have a mixture of people that reach out to you after they have the baby and realize that they need more help and they were unprepared?
1: Uh, in this last year, I've had more people reach out to me uh, once baby is here. Um, so like with the twins, they came early. Mm-hmm. And I literally interviewed um, – maybe a couple of weeks after they were born. And there were a couple of other doulas that they interviewed with. But by the end of the week, they had called me back to hire me. And they wanted me to start like immediate, um, immediately. So I do have a lot of people that give me a call because they're like, we need a doula like now. And I try to tell people mm-hmm. that um, it is a lot smoother if you are planning your postpartum period because last minute sounds stressful. Imagine that this baby is here and and you're not getting enough sleep or whatever it is that may have caused you to wanna hire a doula and now you're having to find one. So if I could give any advice to anyone that listens to this, definitely start planning in like your second or third trimester just so that you can have a peace of mind versus stressing last minute once baby is here
3: makes sense that makes perfect sense mm-hmm.
1: so and when, then in addition oh. to that when you have your baby shower you can set up a doula fund ah. most people don't think about that and then you can have people contribute towards the cost of your doula expenses so it's a win-win for everybody that is an
3: excellent idea that's really smart yeah huh Very all things smart. i didn't think of <laughs> oh
0: well yeah well before <laughs> i'll we... help you brit you're prepared <laughs> <All right. laughs> Before we interviewed our first doula, like none of us knew what a doula was or anything like that. And just like to hear your version of it that you specialize in postpartum, it's just like there's just. It's just nice to know that there is help out there and just kind of like, I guess, ringing it all in our culture is just so different now where, you know, back then you were with family and you could have 14 kids because your family was all around you um, and the world has changed and the expectations of women have changed and what we have to do. And, you know, we have to go to work to provide for our family. And it's just so often overlooked that there is help out there. So I just wanted to touch on, again, I, I love what you're doing.
1: Thank you.
2: So just quick question for you then, how do you go about marketing yourself?
1: Um, My biggest marketing factor has actually been word of mouth and referrals from other well-known doulas in the area, which I greatly appreciate, Okay, Um, I really do. Um, But I do market on uh, social media. So that includes Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm not too tech savvy or, yeah, I'll say I'm not too tech savvy as far as with the videos and like TikTok. I really Mm -hmm. want to work towards a social media manager. Uh, it, it would be very helpful. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so, uh, I do have a, um, a page on Google as well, but I haven't really dabbled in like the Google ads. But what I do notice is as I ask clients to leave reviews, I start Mm -hmm. noticing like I'm looking at my insights, so I can see that hey more people are viewing my page um, and I'm you know popping up in the search so but it's more so word of mouth um, and uh, I try to network when I'm out so I used to be kind of yeah. like in this box as far as being nervous about kind of striking up conversations with people but even when I met you guys that was just me kind of I think almost every entrepreneur goes through that, unless you're just a very (laughs) outgoing, bubbly, talk to everybody kind of person. So, um, but I've actually gained some clients that way. So um, I like to strike up conversations and uh, I'll just give a quick story. I was at the Children's Museum here in Greenville and I had a lady strike up a conversation with me about some shoes I had on, (laughs) it was funny. Um, my whole family had on like these, uh, I think Jordans, my husband's a sneaker guy. Like it's not me. And so he, he has everybody like decked out in these Jordans and she's like, Oh, my <laughs> family. Like, I love all of your shoes and stuff. And I'm like, thank you. And she's just talking to me. And I'm like, I, I told my husband, I said, well, I noticed that she's pregnant. I said, you know what? I'm going to see, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to start this conversation. Like, this is my moment. This is, yeah. <laughs> so let me the moment. So I start talking with her and I was like, have you thought any about, you know, your, um, your birthing plan or your postpartum period. And and she was like, well, you know what? She was like, we just moved here from San Diego not too long ago. Again, someone from out of state. And she was like, I've been looking for a postpartum doula. And I'm like, you know what? I believe in divine timing. Oh my so, gosh. Right? It was meant for us to cross paths. And so um, I just want to keep that momentum up. So when it comes down to marketing, I'm either kind of talking and sparking up conversations in person or just uh, posting on social media or word of mouth.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's that is good. That's, that's a Everything falls into place. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, I do want to talk about your other business. Did you have anything else that you wanted to mention about um, your doula business before we switch topics?
1: Um, I think the last thing I want to mention, which is always a concern for people as well, is uh, being able to afford... The, the, the services that, you know, doulas provide, because whenever you're uh, I always say this whenever there's a service being provided in your home, it's kind of considered more of a luxury service. So sometimes people may not view it as inexpensive. And um, I just want to let people know that talk with the doula that you're interested in, because there are so many different options. And me, for example, I'm connected with Afterpay. But I also offer payment plans. And because I'm knowledgeable of the services offered in my area, specifically here in South Carolina, there is a grant right now where you can get uh, up to $1,000 provided to you to cover for doula services, whether that's birth or postpartum. So please don't rule yourself out because you think that there may be some type of financial concern. Definitely reach out and let's talk about it. And let's see what we can do because I, I personally feel like every mother should have that support. So don't rule yourself out because you're because that's a factor because it's not a factor. And so I just wanted to say that because um, there's some people who just don't because they feel like they can't afford it. And that's definitely not the case. Reach out and like let's see what we can do for you.
2: It's interesting that you say that because the last doula that we uh, interviewed, Taylor, she was actually saying that they're making some changes with insurance so that now insurances actually may start to cover um, having a doula. So I think that's awesome that the insurance companies are recognizing the need to have. So I don't know if that's like Absolutely. progressed any since the last time we've spoken to her, if any new legislations come up, but I figured I would mention that as well because maybe that's another mm-hmm. form or, or uh, way that people can pay for the, the services that you offer yes
1: and i do know the insurance code um and i'm able to provide a super bill so definitely and that's what i mean give me a call like let's talk because there's so (laughs) many different avenues let's not rule anything out let's let's look for a solution first that's perfect i
0: love that Okay, well, let's hop into your other business because you are a woman of many talents. Um, <laughs> you, you are a travel agent. Are you Yes, you're a travel agent. Um, tell us about like, how do you, I have so many questions, but how did you get started with this business? What sparked your interest for that? Let's start there.
1: Oh, I love to travel. So I'm always going somewhere. Um, and I, I have a lot of people that would reach out to me and ask me for help with putting together their trips or how do I connect this flight to here? And um, so because I'm always traveling, I was like, why not turn my passion into, you know, some type of stream of income? So I started doing my research and I. Uh, I won't bore you guys with all of that. There's just different ways that you can go about becoming a travel agent. And some of them where you're paying for the licenses and um, and different stuff. And I went with an easier route. So I joined what's called a host agency that provides a business in a box. So they've already got all of the connections with all of the anything travel that you can think of. Um, they provide my website for me. Uh, they have their own customer service. And, um, I also get a coach that helps coach me in my in my business, and there's live trainings every week as well as recorded training so I mean it gave me so much for such a little price it was like two hundred dollars to start and I was oh. like you i mean, it's two hundred dollars i'm i'm only I'm only having to invest two hundred dollars. I spend that." and coffee and like going out (laughs) to eat in a month. So I was like, yeah, I'll invest it $200 and then it's $60 monthly to keep my business up. And um, so anyways, not to kind of drag off into all of that, but so yeah, so I decided to join and and birth Polaroid Travels. And a funny thing is my husband helps me come up with all of my business names because I'm terrible (laughs) at stuff like that. He's more creative than me. Um, so, he came up with that name, and uh, and I just, I dived right in. So, I started learning as much as I could, and one of the first things that I learned that uh, was really interesting to me is I didn't realize that commission is built already into anything that you book. Mm-hmm. So whether you go on, you know, Marriott.com or if you go on uh, like booking.com or Expedia. Well, first of all, some of them are sister companies. So they're all the same company. They just have different names, which was mind blowing to me. But I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like that's smart. Okay. So anyways, <laughs> um, but no matter what you book, even if you go on like Delta and, you know, you book a round trip, I don't know, to Cali and, and back to Um, Greenville, South Carolina, there's already this commission that's built into it. It's just going back to the supplier. But the difference when you use a travel agent is that we get it instead of it going back to the supplier. Mm. So it was then that the light bulb went off for me. I'm like, I'm always booking my own trips. I could have been getting a check for this. Like, (laughs) what? I could be making money off of my own trip. So it was that for me. And then because I'm always helping other people, I'm like, well, I can also help other people and still get a check too. So um, I would say all of that kind of sparked my interest. And so I dived right in and, um, oh, and of course there's perks to being a travel agent. So there was some goodies with that too, that kind of really sucked me in and you couldn't <laughs> beat the price. And so here I am like almost three years later. So wait, what came first,
2: the the travel agency or the postpartum doula?
1: travel agency.
0: The tra- ah, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. I think I saw you posted somewhere. Aren't you planning like a girl's trip?
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> uh so I do uh, try to do a girl's trip once a year. So this year uh, I'm calling it a girl's trip cruising to Cozumel. And we'll oh. be uh, out of Tampa September 28th and uh, return October 2nd. And I started at uh, about 100 women. uh, But when it came down to the second payment, it kind of went down to about 60 women. So I have about 60 women going. And that's still a huge, like, um, humble um, number for me, simply because my very first girls trip, uh, which was to Miami, was 30 women. And my goal was to get at least 30 women on this trip. So to double that number. Um, and just be able to provide a, a safe um, and fun travel experience for women is is ultimately my goal. And I'm so excited. I have it set up to where when everyone gets to their room, in their room, they're going to have um, chocolate-covered strawberries mm. and uh, a bottle of champagne upon arrival. That's also. very nice. Yeah, so I'm all about like spoiling <laughs> my ladies, and I just want everybody to have a great time. And we're doing like a couple of different themes, so we're going to have a ladies in red night um, on our yeah. elegant night on the cruise, and um, and we're also going to do uh, neon green beta suits when we get to mail. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. So you're Very
0: planning cool. out everything, like you're for sixty women. You're handling the travel to get there you know, all the payments and, and planning kind of what they're doing the whole time?
1: So the travel can always get a little hectic and I've got women coming from every state that you could think of, which really surprised me. I thought, I wasn't sure if I would have more people from South Carolina or not, but they're coming from all over and that can get extremely hectic. So I am not responsible for flights. Um, but they are able to reach out to me if they're, you know, having a difficult time, but I'm strictly just planning mostly just everything that has to do with the cruise and um, excursions and kind of like activities during the cruise. Um, Carnival has given me um, a meeting space for about an hour or two. Um, It's a shared meeting space, I think, with another group on the um, on the cruise, but they're going to provide like some, some appetizers and some drinks and that'll kind of give an opportunity for a meet and greet. And so, um, I'm really excited. That
3: sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like amazing. Um, I have to ask, so you're a wife, mom of two, you're a postpartum doula, you have a travel agency, you're a travel agent talk to me about how you balance all of this and still have that beautiful smile on your face. Like you just have, you have such (laughs) a kind and warm spirit about you. And I feel like if I had all that on my plate, I would be like, "Ah!"
1: (laughs) sometimes it can feel overwhelming. So, um, You know, how can you be a doula and not talk about, you know, making time for uh, self-care is so important. And so um, sometimes I get overwhelmed. But like today, for example, um, I have a membership at The Y. And so anybody that knows about The Y know that they have that amazing daycare center. And so what I did today is I booked an hour and a half at the daycare center. And I actually went and did yoga. And I almost didn't go, but it was the best thing I could have done today. Like, I felt so relaxed and I got some really good stretching in and I was just able to just clear my mind for that hour. And it was absolutely amazing. Like I really needed it. So, I mean, I tell all of my moms or just people in general to schedule out that me time, even if it's just 30 minutes in mm-hmm. um, and for those that have kids, like if you have to, you know, tell the husband, like, hey, I need you to wash the kids, I'm gonna go take this shower and just take your time in 30 minutes and lock the bathroom door, because you know how kids are. <laughs> They're just like the cat, like the paws under the door. Yes. <laughs> what we're not gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> you me are me. not gonna be here right now. <laughs> um but yes yeah, so I do that um sometimes I'll schedule like uh the other day I scheduled a massage and so I had the nanny come in and and watch the kids for a few hours so I could just go and have my massage so I definitely try to have my me time and sometimes that me time looks like it being during you know when my little one is taking her nap so I just schedule that time in when I can
3: yeah, that's so important. I, I don't do that enough. I have that <laughs> yeah. that mom guilt that Same. comes, you know, <laughs> where I'm like, I'm leaving my kids. Oh, no. Um, but I think from all the conversations we've had over the years, it's, it's become clear to me that you have, you cannot really love others until you're really loving yourself. So yeah. self-care is something that is so important. Um, I'm glad to do that for
1: yourself. Mm hmm. I, uh, I have a life coach. And one of the things that she told me a couple of months ago is when I was telling her about just feeling so overwhelmed and she was like, pick a day out of the week um, that works for you. And whether that be like your husband watching the kids or whoever, whatever, you know, you can afford to do. But pick a day out of the week and schedule some time, and let them know like that it's going to be the same day every week, you know, if life permits. Because you know, sometimes schedules get hectic and crazy, mm-hmm. and um, and sometimes I'm not even on that schedule. But it's supposed to be Sundays, and either in the morning or afternoon for about two or three hours, and just that one day a week for those two or three hours is everything. So I challenge you to do the same, if <laughs> possible. <I know. laughs> You know, even if it's just an hour or like 30 minutes and you can like walk out to the park or, you know, go. I don't know if you like Starbucks, but go grab some Starbucks or something. I have moms tell me all the time. They're like, I went to the grocery store and it was just amazing to have that time by myself to go to the grocery store and shop by myself like nobody else. Listen,
3: don't (laughs) laugh, but last Tuesday was my birthday And we had so much running around to do in the afternoon. I went to go pick up my daughter by myself, and I sat in the carpool line for 15 minutes, and I had some chocolates. (laughs) And I put on music that wasn't kids' Bop, and I was singing my own music, eating my chocolates, and it was the best 15 minutes (laughs) of my life. I'm like, this it. is amazing. Everyone's like, how was your birthday? I was like, you know, I had some chocolate reasons and I listened <laughs> to adult music today. So it was great.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sometimes I do that too when I get in the car. Uh I'll take just, you know, two minutes and just kind of chill and meditate it out or just mm-hmm some type of mind freedom exercise and that's really helpful too and some for some reason when I first get in the car my youngest is um, about 14 months or so but when we first get in the car she's like super chill not saying much just looking around so I can take that two minutes and I don't have to worry about her like ah because you know how kids are they can go from zero to a thousand real quick So, yeah, just I challenge you to definitely find some time, like even if it's just two minutes and it's some some breathing exercises, inhale for five seconds, exhale for ten. I will try. you be surprised.
3: While I'm driving, sitting on that carpool line. <laughs> <laughs> so I have one last question for you. Um as far
2: as the travel agency goes, is there a set amount of time that you dedicate to the travel agency or does it vary from week to week?
1: Um, I would say when I first started out and I'm learning so much, I'm learning about American Airlines and I'm learning about Delta and I'm learning that Disney offers cruises. And uh, if you didn't know, you could go to Europe and have two specialized disney agents that are specialized in europe accompany your family and help with the kids and i, don't, I just learned yeah. all kind of stuff um so really when i'm learning that. i'm learning all this stuff like yes i literally had to take time out of my day so i remember this is before i went like full-time entrepreneur so i was still working like my 40-hour job and I would go on my lunch break and it was an hour lunch break. I would take 30 minutes of that lunch break to kind of learn different things about all of the different suppliers. So it was definitely crunch time <laughs> during that time because I'm learning about the suppliers. I'm learning about um, marketing. I didn't mm-hmm. know about marketing and um at the time, that's when hashtags became a thing and mm. where you put the hashtags at. I think with Instagram, you put them in the comments, not on the actual post. So I'm learning all this stuff <laughs> and how to create a business page and how to create flyers on Canva. So like my mind is on overload. So within the first year or so, like I was always putting some time aside. Um, But now that I have much more experience, when I have clients that reach out to me, I give usually about a seven day turnaround time. Um, And if, you know, life isn't life, I normally get back to them within like two or three days. uh, But it literally can take me. Just depending on the dynamics of the trip, you know, it doesn't take me long to put it together, Mm -hmm. but that's just because I'm so familiar with, like, I know who I can go to for what type of package and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know the questions to ask to understand, you know, what your budget is and what you're looking for and where you're flying from. And so it's much less time consuming now than it was when I first started.
0: Okay. That makes sense that makes growing sense.
1: pains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we
0: do always ask these next three questions and I feel like you've hit on some of them already. So if you want to kind of mull over them or restate them, um, I will just say this is for both businesses or just being a ma- entrepreneur in general um, struggles that you have experienced, which you've kind of gone over some, but if you had any others that we hadn't t- uh, touched on yet um, advice that you would give our listeners And then the goals that you have for yourself for
1: the next year or so on. Um, So, as far as struggles, uh, just kind of recapping, getting out of my comfort zone, being open to uh, networking and talking with strangers. (laughs) Um, I haven't quite perfected that elevator speech yet, though. So, (laughs) don't come for me on that one. I'm not ready yet. But uh, yeah, so getting out of my comfort zone with that, just understanding how to market, understanding your target audience is uh, challenging in itself. Um, And especially when you're trying to expand and hit different types of audiences and just kind of understanding how to do that can definitely be difficult. Um, So I'd say like one of my challenges now is besides the, Um, The word of mouth, I would like to attract more clients through the organic marketing than Mm -hmm. just from referrals or references or someone talking about my services. Um, So I would say that that's definitely one of the challenges in entrepreneurship. And I would say like consistency um, Mm -hmm. and just keeping the clients coming. Um, So I would say that that would be some of the challenges Um, As far as advice uh, that I could give anyone, keep going, keep pushing, keep learning, keep growing. Um, Don't ever quit on yourself. Um, And... uh, Another thing I would um, give some advice about too is uh, mentors are really great. So sometimes when you're on social media and you see someone that may be doing the exact same thing that you're doing, uh, well, just remember that there's like 10 or 15 different brands of bread on the shelf. So just because Mm -hmm. you're doing the same thing, there's always something that's going to uniquely set you apart from someone else. So don't let that intimidate you. But if you see that someone may have a... um, Maybe stronger in an area that you are not stronger in, it's nothing wrong with reaching out to them to see if they're open to, um, you know, be able to mentor you or maybe share some helpful tips and, you know, you'll come across those that don't, and that's okay. Cause there's someone out there that will, well, and I'm one of those. So okay. I'm always open to share and provide helpful information when I can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that would be my uh, my advice. Um, and then as far as goals, I'm currently in school uh, to become a certified lactation counselor. Um, so my goal is to finish that up this month. We're in June. So I want to finish that up and go ahead and take my test and certify for that. Um, so therefore, before the end of this year, I can start offering to, you know, if you needed to reach out to me because you need specific help with just lactation support, then I can come in and help with that specifically. And one of the things that I love about being certified in that area is even if I wanted to um, work in the hospitals and be like that person that mm-hmm. comes to your room once you have baby, I can then, I'm now legally able to to do that with that certification. So um, just being able to have another Uh, possibility as far as a stream of income is exciting. Um, And I think that that will support me as far as the services that I, you know, already provide to my moms. Um, So I want to do that. I do want to look more into actually becoming certified as a newborn sleep specialist. Um, And uh, I'm also looking at um, getting my uh, perinatal mental health certification But that required for me to have at least a minimum of two years experience. Um, So I'll actually be able to, I'll be hitting that mark next year, like early next year. Um, So I'm looking into doing that as well because I want to get more onto that. Um, The best way to put it is uh, therapists that specialize in postpartum depression have to take that course. So I don't know that I want to become a therapist, but I want to be able to understand more of the the mental health side of postpartum depression because I feel that'll bring even more um, uh, value to the services that I provide. Just being able to understand that even more. Um, So (laughs) those are some of the goals I have and to keep doing girls trips at least once a year. I love that. We're going to have to
0: have, have you back on uh, in a year or so to see where you are with your goals. And I love that bread analogy. I've never heard it before, and I'm definitely going to use it now forever. That makes so much more sense. I love it.
1: (laughs) So many people are intimidated, like, oh, she's doing what I'm doing. And so it's this intimidation factor. And it's like, no, because we all provide. The perfect example I have is I asked the twins' parents why they hired me because they had several other doulas that they interviewed, and I was curious, and they were like, um, it was your personality. So off top, for me, they're letting me know that that's what sets me apart. Hmm. Not just the services I provide, but my personality as well. And so that's, that's like the perfect example of how you can offer the same thing, but it, you're, yeah. you're still unique. And what you do compared to somebody else. So you're going to attract your specific type of clientele just because you're you. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's yeah. Good
3: stuff. I love all of that. Um, so before we close up, Janae, um, was there anything else that we didn't touch on that you wanted uh, to talk about? No, that's it. We talked about a lot. (laughs) We covered lots and lots of stuff. Um, I do want to give you a quick opportunity, though, to share maybe your social media handles with our listeners or your website. How can our listeners find you? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, So whether on Facebook or Instagram, it would be Divinity Doula Postpartum Care. Yeah i think it's pp care divinity doula pp care it's either pp care or postpartum care um and then for polaroid travels it's the same so instagram is polaroid underscore travels llc and on facebook it should just be polaroid travels polaroid like the camera
3: perfect and we're going to include all that in our show notes so to make it easy for everyone to find you Um, but thank you so much for being with us tonight. I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, you're just so warm. Like I said, you just have such a beautiful personality. I would hire you as my postpartum doula if I was having (laughs) children still, but I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) but I love the passion for what you do. Um, I think what you do is just so important and so needed. Um, it's just you're so fun, full of energy, and joy just exudes from you. I really just love this conversation. It was such a pleasure to meet you um, and have you on our podcast. We absolutely loved having you and wish you only the best. You knew you are going to achieve all of your goals. Um, so thank, you. thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, to our listeners, please be sure to like and share and subscribe and check out all of Jornay's, all the things that Jornay does. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Until next time, we are The Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real.